is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Teeth. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And big thank you to Ashley for recommending today's case. Otherwise, we would not have heard about it. This is a Georgia case that took place just last year. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, yeah. There's, oh. a, there's a lot of laws that are trying to be passed right now. Because of this case, the family is fighting for change. And, and you'll see why. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing. Um, and by the way, if you finish this episode and you're done with Going West yesterday, or yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, <laughs> we came out with um, our last bonus episode of June. And that is the story of Emanuela Orlandi. That is an Italian case. And it's crazy. Heath and I do a lot of discussing in that episode. It's one of those type of stories. So if you want to hear that one and 90 other full-length ad-free bonus episodes that we are not going to cover on Going West, head on over to patreon.com slash goingwestpodcast or just subscribe on Apple subscriptions. Yeah, that case is really, really wild. I mean, there's so many like conspiracies that are tied in. Yeah. We talk about the Vatican. We talk about like underground gang syndicates, all sorts of stuff. So please go check that out. All right, guys, this is episode 318 of Going West, so let's get into it. July of 2022, a 16-year-old girl went missing during her walk home from a friend's house in Georgia. Over seven months later, her remains were found in the woods of an Atlanta suburb, and shortly after her discovery, it was determined that she was killed by an unlikely person who had a history of stalking. This is the story of Susanna Morales. Susanna Morales was born on June 25th, 2006 in Atlanta, Georgia, but she grew up in Norcross, which is a fairly small northeastern suburb of Atlanta. Her parents immigrated from Mexico about 10 years before she was born, settling into the state of Georgia and having three kids total, and they were all girls. The youngest of the family, Susanna joined two older sisters, one who is named Julissa and the other was Jasmine. Described by her family as bright, kind, and loving, Susanna had a passion and talent for music, and she was a very skilled piano player. She was also teaching herself guitar and ukulele, and she loved to sing while accompanying herself with an instrument. But her mom, Maria, describes her as a girly girl who loved fashion and makeup. In the summer of 2022, Susanna was heading into her junior year at Meadow Creek High School. On the morning of Tuesday, July 26, 2022, so about a month into her 16th year of life, Off of school for summer break, Susanna headed into work for the day and then returned home around 4 p.m. 
Deciding to go to her friend's house for a few hours in the evening, she left her family's home on Santa Ana Drive Northwest, headed for the Sterling Glen apartment complex on Windscape Village Lane. And generally, this walk would take between 10 and 15 minutes. And as she always did, Susanna reached out to her mom to let her know that she had arrived to her friend's place safely, telling her, yes, I'm here. Around 9.40 p.m., after spending about three hours with her friend, she texted her mom that she was going to walk home. And with Susanna's friend's apartment building and Susanna's home less than a mile from each other, or about one kilometer, her family expected her to arrive home by about 10 p.m., so within 20 minutes or so. So as the time ticked by with no sign of Susanna, they grew increasingly more concerned. Between 10.07 and 10.21 p.m., the location of Susanna's phone shows her on Singleton Road, which connected Susanna's home with her friend's apartment building, so it seemed as if she was on her way home. But her phone last pinged near the intersection of Oak Lock Trace and Steve Reynolds Boulevard, so about a 20-minute walk in the wrong direction, moving east away from her house. And then, after 10.26 p.m., Susanna's location tracking disappeared altogether and did not return. So with that, repeated calls and texts from her family went unanswered and straight to voicemail. And you can imagine what her parents are thinking, and just her family in general is thinking at this time, when they are fully expecting her to be home at, you know, around 10 p.m., and then all of a sudden they see that her phone is pinging in the opposite direction and then just completely shuts off. Like, that is so terrifying to think about. Yeah, and like I said, it would have been about 20 minutes or less for her to walk home, and 46 minutes later, her phone just goes off. Like, her location goes off. So they're thinking, what is going on? Exactly. So Susanna's mom, Maria, and sisters began calling her friends in the area, wondering if maybe she had just changed her plans at the last minute and maybe decided to go to another friend's house. But Maria found this unlikely, saying, quote, She always answers my calls, even if she's frustrated, saying, What do you want? Or leave me alone. But she always answered. I got so worried. Since that night, I haven't slept. I called all of her friends and waited until it was 6 a.m. and went to look for her at those homes that I knew. It was an overwhelming sense of anguish. My hope was always that she would return alive. Now by the next morning, which was Wednesday, July 27, 2022, with no word from her and no sign of her at any of her friends' houses, Susanna's parents reported her missing to the Gwinnett County Police. And sadly, they recall being met with uncertainty on the police's end, which we see basically all the time. Even though Susanna had never shown any desire to leave or, you know, behavior to indicate that she wanted to, police quickly wrote off her disappearance as a voluntary one, even though she was only 16 years old. In a written response sent by the Gwinnett County Police to Susanna's family, they wrote, quote, She is missing as a fugitive because she went off on her own. There has been no clue to believe that she is in danger. Totally get that because I'm sure they see it, you know, a decent enough amount, but her walking in the opposite direction of home and then her phone turning off, or at least her location turning off, despite her telling her mom that she was about to walk home. Like, that's the, the biggest piece of it to me. She said she was on her way home and she didn't arrive. Yeah, exactly. Police should have looked at the text messages, realized that she claimed she was headed home, 
and then, you know, made their determination from there. But it doesn't seem like they really did much. And it just seems like um, not a convenient time, but I guess 45 minutes later for her location to go off. Like, sure, they could be thinking, oh, well, maybe she doesn't want to be found. Maybe she doesn't want you to know where she is. But it's like she's 16 years old. It's late at night. Yes, it's the summer. But she said she was on her way home. And they have to understand that this looks a little weird. Yeah, let's take it for what it is. So obviously her family was completely shocked at police's response because they just didn't believe that she was a runaway, especially because she was on her way home. Police also encouraged the family to wait 48 hours before officially reporting Susanna missing, assuming that she would just return on her own. Which is not standard protocol for a 16-year-old, for a no, minor. it's not. So believing she was in danger and that they were losing precious time, Susanna's family launched their own investigation. They kept a close watch on her social media activity, observing her Snapchat to see if she had sent anything, and monitoring her Instagram and TikTok to see if she had liked or posted anything or maybe possibly followed anyone. But all of Susanna's accounts remained stagnant, and she stayed out of touch with all of her friends and her family members. Her sister Jasmine said, quote, She has never left the house. She has never done this. It doesn't go more than a few hours without her contacting us. At least she sends us a message. We don't know anything about her. She's not active on her social networks. Nothing at all. In addition to keeping tabs on her online presence, her family posted missing posters all around town and hosted a rally to raise awareness. But they continued to struggle to get the police to take Susanna's case seriously and treat it like a disappearance, which, as we can all imagine, must have just been incredibly frustrating and just super disheartening. But with the police seemingly disinterested in helping find Susanna, her family appealed to the community. Then, while canvassing the neighborhood and asking questions door to door, her family came across security camera footage from a local business where Susanna can clearly be seen walking by on Singleton Road, just like her phone had attested, on her way back to her family's house, proving that she did, you know, leave the apartment and she was walking home herself. Yeah, she had intentions of going home. Yeah, and then something happened where she turned around, or at least her phone turned around, right? Or she did so unwillingly. Jasmine also added this quote, something happened between that place and our house. After this, police stated that they were in fact conducting an investigation, but they still didn't confirm that foul play was suspected, nor did they confirm that they believed that Susanna was not a runaway. A statement made by an officer regarding her case said, quote, Our detectives have continuously worked on Susanna Morales' case since we received it. At times, there were no leads in the case. At those times, we requested the public's help in providing information via our social media and local media. But there remained no sign of Susanna. Then, about six months later, on February 6, 2023, a shocking discovery was made. A motorist driving along Highway 316 near Decula, Georgia, apparently pulled over to take a phone call. Noticing what appeared to be human remains in the brush between Drowning Creek Road and Highway 316, the driver phoned 911 immediately. Decomposed remains of a nude body had been discarded there, situated on the line between Barrow and Gwinnett counties about 20 miles or 32 kilometers away from where Susanna disappeared. 
And on top of this, her body was barely concealed. I mean, obviously, if this guy was able to find her by just glancing at it. The Gwinnett County Police announced, quote, On Monday, February 6, 2023, shortly after 6.30 p.m., Gwinnett Police responded to Highway 316 between Drowning Creek and the Barrow County line after receiving a call from a passerby stating that they saw what they believed to be human remains in the woods. Detectives and CSI responded to the scene, and the Gwinnett Medical Examiner's Office took possession of the remains. Detectives are investigating the manner and cause of death of Morales. But let's get back to the scene here. So there appeared to be nothing buried on her person, including clothing or jewelry, and there was nothing that would indicate who had left her there. That is, until they came across a discarded handgun near Susanna's body. When police searched for the gun's registration number, it came up as belonging to a local 22-year-old man named Miles Bryant. Well, get this. Miles was known to police already for multiple reasons. Firstly, he had a strange criminal history that involved accusations of stalking, and also because he himself was a police officer. Miles Bryant was an officer employed by police in Doraville, which is another northeastern Atlanta suburb, and it's only about 10 minutes away from where Susanna and her family lived in Norcross. Hoping, but you know, also not hoping for a positive identification so that they could bring the family closure, police requested a dental record and DNA sample from Susanna's mother Maria to verify the identity of the body. While her family hoped that the remains did not belong to Susanna, they were confirmed to be a match. Prior to becoming a police officer, Miles had served in the National Guard and had also held multiple positions as a security guard. At the time of Susanna's disappearance, he still worked part-time as security in his own apartment building, which happened to be the very apartment building that Susanna had been visiting on the night she disappeared. And get this, so the same day that Susanna vanished, Miles claimed that someone had broken into his truck, which he had left unlocked by accident, and stolen his gun. Which seems like pretty convenient timing, doesn't it? It does. And he filed a police report shortly after to further push that his gun had been stolen, which is what you should do, but what are the chances that your gun is stolen and then it's found next to the body of a girl who was last seen in the same apartment building that you work and live at? Very slim. Exactly. So on February 13th, 2023, Miles Bryant was arrested by the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office on suspicions of involvement in Susanna's disappearance. The day after his arrest, February 14th, the Doraville police released the following statement, quote, The city of Doraville was notified the afternoon of Monday, February 13th, that a now former police officer was being served felony arrest warrants by the Gwinnett Police Department in connection with the disappearance and murder of Susanna Morales. Our prayers rest with the family and friends of Susanna Morales and everyone else affected by this tragedy. Such fucking bullshit, though. This That statement pisses me off because... Going back when she first disappeared, they didn't do anything. They called her a runaway. They made it seem like she had just left on her own volition. And they really didn't believe that she anything had happened, that foul play had happened. And now they're saying, oh, like our hearts really go out to the family. Fuck you. You didn't do your job. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people are also probably wondering if 
people like in the department knew that he was behind it. I don't think it was anything like I don't think it was corruption. I think they were just I think it was just negligence. I think so too, but yeah, it really bad negligence. And also the arrest warrant stated that Miles was suspected of murder, rape and other federal crimes. The statement also confirmed that regardless of the level of involvement in Susanna's disappearance, Miles had been terminated from the police force. Nine days after his arrest, Miles was officially charged with murder and kidnapping. Following his arrest, information began to tumble out about Miles' history with abuse of the power that he wielded as an officer. So aside from living in the same apartment building that Susanna departed from, you know, on her walk home that evening that she disappeared, Miles had no known previous connections to Susanna. Her family believes that it's possible that he had been watching her, tracking her movements, and following her around for months prior to Susanna's disappearance, as this was a friend's apartment that she would frequent. And police have also not confirmed or denied this, but it seems like a pretty distinct possibility given the seemingly random nature of this crime. And her family does not think that they had any actual verbal contact before Miles abducted Susanna, but it's still unknown. Because of how far away Susanna's body was recovered, it's believed that she was transported in a car while she was still alive, so it's possible that Miles either offered her a ride or dragged her into the car against her will. Police have surmised that Miles likely encountered Susanna on the sidewalk around 10 p.m., shortly after she texted her mom, Maria, that she was headed home and departed from her friend's apartment. So this is really sad because, you know, she had just texted her mom, hey, I'll be home in just a minute, and then boom, she disappears. Well, yeah, because he probably saw her leaving, might have even seen her entering the building, and probably followed her outside. Sure, and when we're we're going to get into Miles's history with stalking, so it seems like this was probably also the case with Susanna. Mm-hmm. So based on the level of decomposition, as well as the distance between her home in Norcross and where her remains were discovered in Decula, police believe that Susanna was killed no later than 2 a.m. on July 26th, about four hours after she was last seen. Later in 2022, before he was connected to Susanna's disappearance, because remember that didn't happen until early 2023, Miles was disciplined at work for an unrelated issue. On October 2nd, 2022, Miles took down a report of a missing child, but inexplicably waited three days to actually file the report. And he was written up for this. Like I said, he was disciplined. Then, about two months later, Miles came under fire again, but this time as the perpetrator in a disturbing case of stalking, which Heath just kind of touched on. We're going to go into those details right now. So in December of 2022, a woman named Alicia Bates filed a police report with the Gwinnett County Police, as well as the Doraville Police, and that's where Miles was employed, and she alleged that he had been stalking her for months. Alicia and Miles actually grew up together. They met in a fifth grade classroom, and then the two remained, you know, kind of friendly into adulthood, but nothing romantic. They just knew each other. But in March of 2022, their relationship evolved into something much more dangerous when Alicia came home in the middle of the night to find that her apartment had been broken into. As Alicia explains, she was working a late shift and she received a call from Miles. She said, quote, I get a phone call and he was asking if I was home. I said I was at work. 
I asked him, what did he want? And he said, nothing, I was just checking on you. Then I came home at like 12 because I was a manager at Taco Bell and my door was kicked in. Alicia said she initially thought that it had been somebody else and didn't think that Miles was capable of doing such a thing, especially because of his background in law enforcement and military service. You know, we think of these uh, types of people to be those who protect and serve, right? Exactly. Protectors that could never do any harm, right? Right. As it should be. But then her neighbor reached out to her and said that their ring security camera had caught multiple videos of a man lurking outside her apartment, again, on multiple occasions, always seeming as if he was trying to get inside. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? 
It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. I absolutely love Shopify. I launched my coffee company, Elder's Coffee, with Shopify in December And it has been such an amazing process. I seriously could not recommend Shopify more. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. And they really do. So what are you waiting for? Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash going west, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash going west to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash going west. Sometimes Daphne and I are doing research for going west and we subscribe to different newspapers from all around the country and then we forget to unsubscribe. But that's exactly why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You'll be able to see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, Rocket Money can help you cancel it in just a few taps. It is seriously that easy. And that's why Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash going west. That's rocketmoney.com slash going west. Rocketmoney.com slash going west. Before that short break, Daphne told us that shithead Miles had been stalking his friend Alicia Bates and even tried to break into her apartment. And it was caught on film. So obviously terrified by this, Alicia watched the footage and spotted Miles attempting to break in time and time again over the course of a few months. He would knock, jiggle the door handle and tamper with the lock, look through the peephole and into the cracks of the door, and even press his ear against the door to determine whether or not she was home. Ah, so creepy. So scary. So Alicia remembers, quote, I never put two and two together until my neighbor ended up telling me that there was like a guy coming and putting his ear to my door and listening to see if I was home and stuff like that. She was alarmed when she saw him knocking, and she said that she saw him trying to break in. And that must have felt so violating. You know, like, I remember when uh, it was about a year, year and a half ago or something, where, because we have, you know, security cameras, and 
uh, somebody had stolen a package off of our door and just seeing the footage of them in the middle of the night walking up to our door with a mask on and a, a hood and grabbing the package and like sprinting off into the night was so, it just made us feel so icky. Yeah, you know? yeah like, it's really freaky. I can't imagine how she was feeling knowing that not only was somebody trying to break in multiple times, but it's somebody that she knows, somebody that she is supposed to be able to trust. Exactly, yeah. It just makes it so much worse. But luckily this was caught on the security footage. Exactly. So Alicia was so disturbed that she obtained her own security camera system as well as a gun. She explained, quote, When my neighbor told me that she saw Miles come into our community and mess with my door when I wasn't home, just trying to see if I was home messing with my doorknob and stuff. Once she showed me the video, it was alarming. Then, one evening in December, Miles showed up at her apartment while she was inside with her boyfriend. She recalled being scared of Miles abusing his power as an officer, saying, quote, I was home. I was at the door with my gun. My boyfriend had his gun, and we were waiting for him to come through the door because I knew that he was a police officer. This pushed Alicia even further over the edge, and she finally reported the incidents to the Doraville Police Department. The police department apparently told Alicia that they conducted an administrative investigation, and in interviews with local news outlets, officials also claimed that they had addressed the situation with Miles himself, and that the behavior would stop. What does that mean? Like, you address the situation, he's going to stop doing this? Like, oh, we told him to stop. He said he was going to stop. It, like, it, it's giving that, you yeah, know? Yeah, it, it really is. It, this is warranting pressing charges. But this it's so frustrating because if he wasn't a fellow officer, they wouldn't be treating him like that, you know? But they're saying, oh, we talked to him. It's fine. Like, yeah. no, it's not fine. He's one of us. He's one of the guys. So when Alicia filed her police report, Miles' superiors did verify her claims with him but he downplayed their concerns by saying that he was just checking on her, that he worried about her because she lived alone, and also that he would stop going by her apartment unannounced. No, like, you're a stalker, dude. Stop that. It's yeah. like the fact that he is allowed to say, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just doing my job. I was just checking on her. I just care. Like... No. Well, obviously, he's trying to manipulate the situation and make it seem like he's not a bad guy yeah. when he really is. Of course, he's trying to get away with it. So Alicia claims that police did this in order to cover for themselves and protect one of their own. And she was essentially told that it was handled in-house, but with no obvious repercussions. Alicia was also apparently told that if she wanted to press criminal charges against him, that she would need to do so with the Gwinnett County Police Department. So she filed a report with them as well but claims that her concerns were again dismissed. After Miles Bryant was let go, the Doraville police released the following statement, quote, In December last year, a woman came to the Doraville Police Department with a complaint against Mr. Bryant. Our officers talked with her about her concerns and started an administrative investigation. Our command team addressed the complaint with Mr. Bryant and the behavior stopped. When the complainant spoke with our officers, they let her know that any criminal charges would have to be pursued by Gwinnett County. It was the department's understanding that she filed a police report with the county, but the city's department was not informed of any further action from Gwinnett. Alicia has been an outspoken advocate against their handling of the case from the beginning, saying, quote, I was scared for my life. 
she thoroughly believes that if Miles had been able to break in that night in December, that she would have been his next victim, saying, quote, I was shocked. It could have been me because he was the person at my door coming, unscrewing my knob. It was very alarming. Seemingly in an attempt to cover their tracks, Gwinnett County Police announced that they were unsure why Alicia's report was not investigated, but that in the wake of his arrest and the discovery of Susanna's body, they will be reopening Alicia's case. It's like, oh, now we're going to open up the investigation now that we know that he probably killed someone. Yeah, oh, it just takes murder, that's all. Yeah, so stupid. That's just sad and terrifying. So Alicia believed that if the police force had been more concerned with the behavior of their employees and less concerned with protecting their image, Susanna could still be alive today, stating, quote, I don't think they took the matter seriously because he was a cop. However, I feel like if they did, Susanna would still be alive. Alicia has said that she is still haunted by the stalking that lasted almost an entire year. So as word spread about 22-year-old Miles Bryant's arrest, termination, and the likely role that he played in Susanna's death, his fellow officers, friends, and neighbors reeled from the shock. Though many, like Alicia, knew a darker side of him, others didn't see it at all. One neighbor explained her surprise by the news, saying, quote, It's hard to put my mind around it right now, that this person who lived in this complex did that. This neighbor even recalled feeling safer having him around, knowing that he was both a police officer and that he worked security in the building. But in fact, that worked against all those that he came into contact with. Another neighbor remembers, quote, He was very normal, just smiling, laughing, and living his life. Poor baby laid out in a field somewhere. Are you serious? How can he be that cold-hearted? How is somebody that cold-hearted? After his arrest, Miles' apartment was scoured for any sign of Susanna. And following this, a neighbor of Miles shared footage of police combing his home and retrieving items of note, including a large white sheet. His squad car was also taken in for forensic processing. And at first, he was only charged with concealing a death and making a false report, you know, referring to the claim that his gun was stolen. But soon, the charges were upgraded to first-degree murder and kidnapping, in addition to concealing a body and false report of a crime for his report of the theft of his gun. Though Susanna was found near Miles's gun, police have not released a cause of death and it's not clear whether or not she was sexually assaulted. They also have not confirmed what, if any, evidence was found at the site of the discovery of Susanna's body, aside from the fact that she was found devoid of clothing and jewelry and that Miles's gun was found near her. Now, it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, and I'm sure that this will be cleared up, uh, but she was found naked when her remains were found. So um, that to me kind of indicates that he, his intentions were to sexually assault her, but I guess they just have not confirmed that yet. Yeah. And also where are her clothes? We don't know if they were found in his home, if, if they were found at all, you know, uh, as we're going to get into, there has not been a trial yet. So hopefully things will come out and hopefully even he will confess, but we'll see. So while authorities have been very quiet on the details of the charges leveled against him and everything else, the arrest warrant reads, quote, accused did willfully and knowingly give a false report of a crime to a law enforcement officer by falsely reporting that his vehicle was broken into and his gun was stolen. 
According to the document, Miles alleged that someone broke into his black Ford F-150 truck in the parking lot of his apartment home when he left it unlocked by accident and took the gun, like I said earlier. So through their grief, Susanna's family, and especially her sister Jasmine, have made a point of using Susanna's loss to push for change in their community and for crimes against minorities and immigrants to be taken as seriously as others. Jasmine fully believes that if her sister's disappearance had been treated as a matter of life or death when it happened, Miles could have been apprehended right away. And the Morales family was considered lucky. Many families with missing loved ones are never given answers at all. Susanna's case is sadly not the only one like it in the community. Rodrigo Floriana Mayan, who was another 16-year-old from the area who happened to also attend Susanna's high school, was recently found dead in a home in Tucker, Georgia. Eerily, their bodies were discovered on the same day. And while police don't believe that the cases are related, they also received negative feedback for how Rodrigo Floriano's case was downplayed. Rodrigo Floriano's death was supposedly caused by an overdose, but a friend of his is in custody for concealing his death and hiding his body. After the discovery of two lost students in one day, Meadow Creek High School released a statement that read, quote, It is with deep sadness that I inform you about the tragic loss of two members of our Meadow Creek High School family. Within the last 48 hours, we have lost two of our former students. One of the things I value about our school community is it's so close, caring, and supportive. Qualities we need at this time. Our hearts and thoughts are with family, friends, and loved ones of both students as they cope with this tremendous personal loss. This sad news, coupled with the way some learned about it, may raise many emotions, concerns, and questions from our school community, especially from some students. Dealing with death is hard, and it can be very challenging for high school-aged children. And I know that they did offer um, Greek, uh, not Greek, grief counseling at the school um, after this as well. When the news of Susanna's murder was known by everyone in the area, another Norcross family claims that they received the same treatment as Susanna's family when they reported 24-year-old Selena Garcia missing. Selena had recently been released from prison and was basically just trying to get her life back on track when she vanished without a trace one night. After her family was unable to track her down for close to two weeks, they reported her missing. But like Susanna's family, they were told that she likely elected to leave on her own accord. Selena's sister remembered, quote, They treated it as if she had just needed some time alone. She might have just needed a mental break, and I don't think that someone that needs a mental break is going to be gone for this amount of time. On February 17th of this year, a rally was held mourning the loss of these three individuals outside the Gwinnett County Justice and Administration Center. The Gwinnett County Police Department, however, has repeatedly refuted claims that they have not taken Susanna's case as seriously as they should have, reporting, quote, As a department, we are committed to serving our community through the delivery of professional law enforcement services in an unbiased and compassionate manner. Under the name JusticeForSusanna.com, the Morales family website reads, quote, We demand a fair and transparent investigation from the Doraville County Police Department. We demand all charges filed against Miles. We demand Miles be convicted of first-degree murder. 
We demand acknowledgement that Title 35 of the Georgia Code was violated when the officers told the family to wait 48 hours before reporting Susanna missing. They are also seeking as much information on the suspect, Miles Bryant, as possible. The only person who knows exactly what happened would be him, and getting as much evidence of his demeanor and history will help. In a press conference held by the family to raise awareness about Susanna's case, her mom Maria said sadly, quote, No amount of money, no amount of justice can bring her back to us. But what we can do is try to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else again, and that's why we're here. We do not want the person responsible for this to be free. We want them to receive justice, and we do not want them to receive bail. And uh, Susanna's sister Jasmine echoed this by saying, quote, We want to make sure that her death changes something, and that it means something in this world. On May 1st, 2023, Miles's bond hearing was held, but he still awaits trial because, you know, this is a very new story still. A change.org petition has been created advocating that Miles be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole and that his history in law enforcement shouldn't offer him any protection from the fate that he deserves. So if you'd like to sign that, you can find it in the description of this episode. Maria said, quote, Maybe we would have found her little body together in one piece and not the way it was found. We do not want any other families to go through what we are going through. Susanna's family believes that Miles may not have acted alone and that he may have had help concealing the body or assistance within the police force in covering up the scope of his crimes. They encourage the police force to continue their investigation of what happened to Susanna. So if you have any additional information about the abduction and murder of Susanna Morales, please call the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office at 770-822-3122. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Friday, we'll have an all-new case for Tuesday. you. Oh, my God. <laughs> what fucking day is it? It's all right, guys. <laughs> Tuesday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Yes, we will. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Would love to hear your thoughts as per usual. Um, we are on all the socials. Instagram at Going West Podcast, Twitter at Going West Pod, and we're also on Facebook. If you would like to comment your thoughts, if you'd like to share the case, um, that would be very helpful. Also, remember that there is a petition in the description of this show, so please go sign that if you want to. And also, uh, if there is any more information on Miles' trial, we will try and update you guys the best we can. Yes, and the place that we do that is on our socials. Every time that there's an update in a case that we learn about, we always post about it on our story or just on our regular page, depending on the update. Um, and obviously, when this trial happens, there might be a lot that comes out. And if there is, then we will just do a second episode on this, like an update episode, if there is enough to discuss. Hopefully, there will be. I mean, all any of us can hope for is that he confesses. True, and, you know, also... He may be responsible for other crimes that have not come to yeah. light yet, you know? So it's Wouldn't possible. Be surprised. It's possible that we could learn a lot more about Miles Bryant here. Exactly. So stay tuned. 
All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.